ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Reddit Readings, the best show on the internet. Today we are hitting you up with episode 145 and having a little fun in r slash petty revenge. If you like our show, want to support us, or just want more, head on over to our Patreon. There is currently 20-odd episodes over there, exclusive episodes only available on our Patreon. There's also new, exciting content coming to our YouTube channel as well, so make sure you check that out. But today, here we go, r slash petty revenge, grab your tea, your popcorn, and let's jump in. Now streaming, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor, welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Our first story is from Street Blackberry 174. X lies about why we broke up to his mum. So, I share the evidence of his cheating with her. Many, many years ago, when I was in my early 20s, I was engaged to a guy who was, well, not the best. He was a man-child who would refuse to talk about anything other than himself, video games and football. I had severe self-confidence issues and stayed with him because I convinced myself I was lucky to have one person love me. I never thought anyone would. As part of this, we did everything he wanted. Never what I wanted. He picked the movie, where we went on date night, where we went on vacation, etc. At the very least, I was very close to his mother. We got along great, so much so that we often went out together. When my boyfriend proposed, she was thrilled that I was going to become her daughter-in-law. Unfortunately, after we got engaged, he started acting weird. He got super secretive about his phone and suddenly started going out multiple nights a week to go out with the boys. Then he started cancelling our plans like date night to go out with the boys. When I tried to talk to him about it, asking if he'd forgotten about our plans, he yelled at me, told me I was being controlling. So I backed off. At first, I was in denial. I told myself there was no way he'd cheat. He had proposed. He wanted to spend the rest of his life with me. Why would someone propose and then cheat. But eventually, I broke down. While he was asleep, I got into his phone and Facebook account, where I found sex with multiple women. Nudes from multiple women. And worst of all, recordings of him sleeping with other women. I was devastated. I confronted him about it. And he screamed at me, told me I had invaded his privacy, and it was controlling behavior like this that made him cheat. We broke up. He moved back with his mother. 
he made a big deal out of how noble he was, letting me keep our little flat. I paid for the most of the deposit and most of the rent. The moment she heard about our breakup, his mother came rushing to make sure I was okay. I didn't have the heart to tell her the real reason we'd broken up because I knew she would come down on him like a ton of bricks. My boyfriend's father had cheated on her, and so she always tried to instill in him and his siblings to never cheat. So I lied. I lied and I told her we'd just drifted apart. I got a snotty message from my ex, clearly not happy that his mother went to me first instead of him. He accused me of being controlling, that I had manipulated his mother into rushing to me instead of him just to spite him. He was her son, so why would she come and see me? I foolishly apologized and said she just turned up. A few weeks roll by. I'm slinking into depression. Then I get a series of nasty texts from his mother calling me a whore and other choice names and how she can't believe I betrayed her precious boy. She tries calling but I don't answer the phone, terrified what she'll say. It became clear that my ex has told her we broke up because I cheated. Probably in revenge for her coming to see me first instead of him. Fed up with this and devastated, I sent her a text explaining that is not what happened. She confirmed her son had told her that I cheated with multiple men. Why would her son lie? Why would I hurt him in this way? Now her baby was scarred for life. My anxiety melted away, leaving only anger. I still had the evidence of his cheating backed up on my laptop. I sent it all to his mother. Every text, every sext, every nude, every conversation with women confirming he'd been out with them and stayed the night at theirs, etc. And every sex video he made. I did send the videos separately, warning her of their explicit content and censored the photos as best as I could. A few hours went by. Then she tried to call. I was too scared to answer. Then she sent a text apologizing for what she said and promised me she would deal with her, in her words, lying sack of shit son. A few more days went by and my phone blew up, but now it was from my ex, furious that I had told his mother. It turned out that not only was his mother mad at him, but so was most of his family. His sisters were mad at him, his grandmother was furious with him. Even his dad, who remember cheated on his mum, said he was disappointed in him. How dare you tell her that, he texted me. Now she's saying I have to apologize to you. That's not fair. It was then I had an epiphany. I knew I was done with him. I knew I deserved better. I calmly replied that he was the one who lied. I told his mother we just drifted apart. He could have left it there, but he chose to be petty. He was the one who caused this. He was the one who cheated. Then I blocked his number. His mother invited me out one last time so we could enjoy a meal together. She apologized again for what she said and wished me the best. She then broke down all the good qualities she saw in me, all the positives, and told me what a good person I was and told me to find somebody who was worthy of me. I burst out crying. 
It was a well-needed wake-up call that helped start me on the long road to gaining self-confidence. Her son, on the other hand, got to the scolding of a lifetime from his mother, grandmother, sisters, his father, even his stepmother. Some of his friends even told him what a douche he was being. His mother made him pay her back for all the deposits she had paid for our wedding venues and vendors. The cherry on top, though, was whenever he made whiny posts online about how unfair it was or tried to say it was my fault, his family and some of his friends chimed in to correct him and remind him exactly why he was suffering in the first place. It's been a decade since then. I am happily married to a wonderful, supportive man with three beautiful children. I still look back on that moment in life and laugh at how my ex could have avoided it all if he just kept his mouth shut and not acted like a petulant child. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Well, I'm not sure that one's petty revenge. It seems like karmic justice from the universe. Our next one is from X313. Wanna get me fired? And a reverse card, bitch. This happened over a year ago when I was working as a waiter in a restaurant. First of all, I need to put on some context, the ruling of the store and let's name her Diane. When I started working there, they explained to me my benefits. One of them was staff food. Free staff food every day and on every Tuesdays and Thursdays, we could order some items on the menu with a 50% discount if we wanted to have something nice to eat or just choose to go with the free staff meal. To do so, in the system, we would open a table in our name. The table, Michael, for example, order what we want, and the manager would close the table with the 50% discount and keep the due money from the tips. Fair enough. Keep this in mind for later. Now, let's introduce you to Diane. Diane was a veteran waitress working there for four and a half years in the store when I started. She knew everything very well and was honestly good at her job. She befriended the managers and she was appreciated by the owners. On my first days, Diane looked nice to me, always smiling, always friendly. The thing is, over the years, I realized that Diane was a two-faced girl. She would be very friendly to you and then complain about you behind your back. We had a Facebook group where all the waiters and managers were added and she would very often complain about the job not being done correctly. She was mostly working morning shifts, so she would mostly work alone, serve the few tables she had in the daytime and wait for the night shift to change her. On weekends, she would not be alone, so some of us would also be in the mornings. Here is her beautiful portrait. She would try to be very bossy with her co-workers, including me. She would devalue the work of everyone else to make it look like she was the only one working hard. She would message the managers about her co-workers and why one or the other should be fired. She would ask the managers to reprimand us if we were late by like five minutes. She herself sometimes would come in 45 minutes late to work. Managers would come at opening time and see if everything was done correctly, forcing us to open without her in the weekends. 
She would befriend the managers but talk shit about them to us, telling us that they had no idea how to run the store. A lovely person. Everyone in the store, manager and owner excluded, wanted her out of the team. She was hated and a nightmare to work with. They literally gave her only morning shifts to avoid people working with her and creating problems. After two years in the store, I knew the job very well and was not considered a beginner anymore by anybody. I knew everything I had to do and was good at my job as well. I could literally run the store alone, outside of the management work, of course. One day, she tried to boss me around by giving me orders which I ignored, because I knew where my priorities had to be. She didn't like that at all, and I loved it. The more she would ask me to do something, the more I would do everything but that. By the end of the shift, she went to speak with the manager about me. Then to my co-worker, let's name him Tony, who then came to repeat to me what she had said. She told him she would try to do everything in her power to get me fired, which I replied, very pissed. Alright, so let's talk about the fact that you've been paying for her food for at least two years now. Tony was very confused by what I just told him and asked what I meant by that. Now you see, from when I started and over the past two years, I saw regularly Diane finishing her shifts and bringing home takeaway orders that everyone assumed was her discounted staff food. The thing is, I noticed that the ticket from her food left in the kitchen didn't have her name on it, but a table number that was closed as cash payment in the system. The thing is, if the table is marked as paid, but the money is missing from the till, managers would take the missing money from the shared tips to pay what is due. So ultimately, we would all pay for the food that she ordered. Back then, I remember asking her about it and she replied something like, don't worry about it, managers know it's okay. I didn't believe her, but being the new guy, I didn't want to create any trouble, so I just let it be. And for over two years, she just ordered and ordered. I don't really know why I didn't say something, but I guess it just became habit to see her leaving with takeaways. And not being a troublemaker, I kept my mouth shut. Plus, she was friends with the managers, which was intimidating enough. Tony was stunned that I never said anything about this, since absolutely everyone was waiting for anything to get her fired. I apologized and told him to just observe her and look carefully at what she was bringing home. Guess what? The very next day, Tony caught her. He checked what she was bringing home, checked in the system and confronted her. She started stuttering and panicking, trying to quickly get out of the situation and then just headed home. Tony then told the managers what happened, who confronted her by text message. She tried to play it as a misclick, then said she would pay it, but Nothing could trick the managers. She lasted until the end of the week and then got removed from the team. We shared her tips and rejoiced over our defeated enemy in the Facebook group. I even took a warning for offering shots to everyone, celebrating her firing. Totally worth it, would totally do it again. Our next story is from Night Otter. Entitled Parking gets a late night wake up call. I didn't do the petty revenge, but I was the official witness to what happened. 
Back when I was in college, I had a job as a night receptionist slash security guard for the dorm I lived in. Easy job. Check IDs of folks coming in to ensure they were residents, or have them call a resident to have them escorted to their room. I also walked the floors and parking lot every hour. In the parking lot was the usual motley assortment of student cars. The back row was filled with fancy cars, all parked at an angle, crossing two spots. Obviously, the rich jerks cars. I had noted the illegal parking many times in my log, told the campus cops when they looped through. Campus cops told me not to bother as the chief would just throw the tickets away because the parents would call and raise hell that their babies had to park that way to protect their cars. Most evenings, the night owls, late night study folks, the all-nighters etc would hang out in the lobby, anywhere from 3 to 12 or more on exam weeks. I trusted a couple of folks to cover the desk while I did my rounds. One night, I've just settled down after a set of rounds. Pizza Place has delivered my sub and six-pack of coke to get me through the long, dull middle of my shift. Things are settling down. Folks are starting to head for bed, so it's around 2.30am. When we hear BANG 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 from the lot, I and the remaining late-night folks go out to see what's going on. Every single fancy car had been hit. The exposed fender had been bashed in. Someone said they saw an unknown <clears throat> junker hitting every one of them, backing up, hitting the next car, etc., and then taking off. More folks come pouring out of the doors to see what had happened, including the rich jerks who, of course, were yelling about the damage to their precious cars, yelling at me to call the campus cops. I was already starting back to the lobby to call the cops anyway, but with them yelling at me, I just took my sweet time. Cops show up, take pictures of the damage and how the cars are parked, then starts writing tickets for illegal parking, which of course sets the jerks off again. Uh, well, you see, fully documenting the damage includes documenting the illegal parking, which means I must issue tickets. Between the photos of the illegal parking sent to the insurance companies and the tickets, none of the insurance companies paid out. Or so the rich jerks claimed for months afterwards. From that day forward, no one parked at a slant taking up two spaces, and roughly half of the rich jerks' cars were never seen in the lot again. Our next story is from Blue Jasmine. Inconsiderate chain-smoking neighbor next door shouts at me to fix my landlord's garden, then hurls abuse at me when I do so. What happens next was rather satisfying. So the mother of all Karens lives next door, and unsurprisingly she isn't very neighborly or considerate. She chain-smokes every day in her back garden, approximately two meters away from my bedroom window, and it wafts over, leaving me unable to enjoy my garden unable to open my windows in summer, and unable to dry my laundry in the garden, as it ends up smelling like an ashtray. I have politely let her know that I have asthma and it's affecting my quality of life. I discuss that all I can do is kindly suggest that if she could ever smoke in her front garden instead if she sees my windows are open, or if my washing is out, it would be greatly appreciated. There was no change to her behavior, and she didn't take it well. 
Then there is the glorious verbal abuse shouted over the fence at me. The one time I used my garden with friends, she complained about moderate noise of conversations and laughter at 8pm. Yet, said neighbor blares music on a weekly basis so loud that I can hear the lyrics to the songs she's listening to. She regularly shouts over the fence that she's unhappy about the state of our landlord's garden. But as it's a rental property, I can only do so much to fix it. Last summer, the garden was covered like a jungle in out-of-control tall weeds and it had a huge stack of rotten furniture from the former tenants. I decided to do all the weeding, which was a horrendous task that took many grueling weekends of my own work. I had to tolerate her chain-smoking while doing this task and it makes me feel quite ill. I also called my local council to collect the rotten furniture, paid for out of my own pocket, and when I was on the phone to the council sending the itinerary of items to be collected, said neighbor started abruptly shouting at me to shut up from her window. This was the only other occasion I've spoken audibly in my garden other than the time I had a few friends over for dinner. The revenge for the shouting? After I call, I audibly retort, So you don't want me to sort out the garden then? Don't worry, after this I won't put down weed killer or do the garden again. Since that day, I've let the weeds get out of control. Only a year on, the garden looks like a jungle again, with human-height tree-like weeds sprouting everywhere and covering every inch of my garden. It looks like the garden of a haunted house, and I know it'll drive my neighbor mad, especially as she knows it's a result of her own actions. When she looks out of her window, the view of my horrible garden will ruin her perfect one. I can hear her muttering about it from time to time. Revenge for the chain smoking affecting my quality of life and basic enjoyment of my home? I may have found a delectable fart-scented spray called liquid ass, and I'm contemplating spritzing it out of my window and over the fence. Reviews online describe the product as revolting, overwhelming, and strong enough to induce coughing and gagging. I'm quite tempted to use it to encourage her to smoke in the front garden instead. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode number 145 of Reddit Readings. Don't forget, if you want more, there's the Patreon or original content coming to our YouTube channel very soon. So make sure you're subscribed over there. Peace out, guys. I will see you in the next one. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. 
But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookyScienceSisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you and stay spooky.